how do you actually process the grief of a child? We always say, oh, you've got to process your grief. And um, if you have lost a child, that seems impossible. I'm Christy Bundakumar, Dr. B. I happen to be a psychiatric nurse practitioner with lots of clinical experience, but I'm also a mother who have lost three children. In 2005, I lost my adopted son, Johnny, in a drowning accident. In 2016, I lost Reggie, my biological son, from a rare neurodegenerative condition called DRPLA. And then suddenly, I recently lost my daughter. She also had DRPLA, but it was sudden. Um, She wasn't sick. Uh, So it it really has thrown me off, but she died in her sleep just in December of 2021. So I remember when I first uh, was processing my first grief uh, back in 2005, and then that was at the height of raising my children. You didn't have time to stop and, and process grief, nor did you really know how. I mean, I, I started, you know, I'm a psychiatric nurse practitioner. I went back and like studied some grief theories and I'm like, oh, this does not apply. <laughs> um, and so if you've been there, if you've, you know, maybe you're going to a counselor, you don't necessarily think it's helping, um, or you have studied kind of how do you process grief and are really having trouble. I can tell you that it really has to do with being able to organize what is actually grief and what is something else. So I talk about controlled grief and there's other videos on controlled grief. And some people have been like, well, you know, yeah, I, I can do that, but I never stop doing it. Like, um, and so the, the practical part of controlled grief is you take a period of time, whether it's a whole day, an evening, an hour in the evening, their birthday, whatever, And you schedule a time that I am going to allow myself to just feel the pain. And this theory of mine, out of my own practice, is that the the more often you do that successfully, the less intense it is when you have to do it, and the less frequent you have to do it. And so it's almost like you're having control of when this comes out because you are going to have to feel that pain regardless. But if you can kind of schedule it and have a little bit of control over it, it can stop bleeding in to every other area of your life. What I often see is that someone who has tried to process grief Um, especially if they've tried to process it by themselves and they've lost a child, is that they are actually just getting into a loop of negative neural pathways um, from positive self-talk to, to, I mean, to negative self-talk to anxiety, focusing on the injustices, you know, uh, mad at God. And so there's all of these things that are wrapped around the grief. And so then it, it almost intensifies over time instead of decreasing. And so 
we, in order to really successfully practice controlled grief, you have to just be feeling the pain of that grief without bringing in some of those other things. Because the pain of losing a child is the worst pain that I can imagine. I would personally rather be tortured myself than to have lost children. So to me, it is literally the worst pain. And if you're watching this and if you've lost a child, you know that it is the worst pain. And so how can you actually do this controlled grief? How do you take the time to feel that pain? Because, you know, maybe I, I was even talking to somebody uh, a couple days ago that lost her, her daughter two and a half years ago. She's like, I feel like I'm in that controlled grief 24-7. And I talked to her and she's like, well, I do take care of my other children. I do um, go to work. So inside, she feels that pain 24-7. But what I'm talking about is a designated time to lose it. Lose it emotionally, right? Um, And if you have a trusted person you could do that with, great. But you can do this by yourself. Because your pain is your pain and no one else can feel that for you. And, you know, there is, there is a, there's an extra layer for mothers who have lost a child and no disrespect to dads. Cause I know you feel that pain too, but there's a biological connection between a mother and, and her child. And it feels completely broken. And so the first thing I want you to to kind of commit to is I will do this controlled grief. Um, I will take the time. I will get out pictures or ashes or go to the grave site. Like I will take time to feel that pain, right? The other thing is it gives you some power to say, this is my controlled grief. So I don't necessarily have to display it all the time, right? I'm taking this time to do that. And when I talk about mental strength and the mentally strong method, and and you can find out more about that with other videos, I'm talking about this ability to think through our problems, organize them, and make choices in what we want. And if you're anything like me, your brain is like, I can't do any of those things. I'm thinking nonstop and I'm, I'm in horrific emotional pain. But we've got to take the time to organize that because it's different. Let's talk about injustice. I know that several people have lost their child to drunk driving accidents. Um, or mass shootings, where it is clearly somebody else's fault. 
And that is a catastrophic injustice. But I need you to put that in a separate category than your grief. Because you're, you're allowing that to compound the pain and then it doesn't, nothing makes sense. And so what you learn in the Mentally Strong Method is that injustices are their own category. And, you know, we deal with those differently. You don't sit and do controlled grief on your injustices. You're just going to intensify them because it's, you're always going to be able to find more injustices. You're always going to be able to find another person who died at the hands of someone else. So I need you to put injustices in, in another category. <clears throat> category. We don't have much control over that. I know many people who have lost their child um, to drunk driving get involved in, in you know, social networks and missions to change that. And that's great. That is a choice, an action that you can do for that injustice. But don't let it bleed into your grief because you're in that process, you're going to meet lots of other parents who have lost a child. And then you could end up collectively, you know, putting that more emotional pain on you. Injustices their own category. Grief is where you you practice controlled grief, not in any of these other categories. Your anxiety, what's coming next? What's coming next? That you know, bad things you know always happen to me. Um, that anxiety needs to be dealt with specifically. We can actually control our anxiety. We cannot control the fact that we've lost a child. And so again, controlled grief is only in the grief. You don't sit in controlled grief and worry. You don't sit in controlled grief and think about the injustices. Um, spiritual conflict. If you believe in a God who is loving or, you know, a universe that if I just think positive, good things will happen to me and you've lost a child, I, I'm, experience significant spiritual conflict. I am crying out to God going, why? Why so much pain? That is also its own category. You can meditate, pray, and and find awareness and seek that kind of comfort. But, you know, those of you who do have a, a spiritual practice and you've been doing it, you're like, yeah, but it doesn't help, right? Because you're not actually doing that controlled grief. And maybe it's not enough time, right? This is a, a lifetime journey. And I can tell you, when Reggie died in 2016, five years later of actively doing this, right? Actively um, using the mentally strong method, actively practicing controlled grief. And I felt a little bit of, I can do this. Okay. So this is not a, 
you know, uh, you do controlled grief a couple times and you move on, especially in, in losing a child. It just, it will be forever. 40 years from now, if I live that long, 40 years from now, um, when I stop and, and think about Reggie and Maya, I will cry and I will feel that emotional pain. But if I'm doing this right, the intensity and frequency in which I need to do it should decrease. We can do this, but we must learn to think through our problems, make the connections, and be able to organize them. Because I know if you're anything like me, you're just a ball of emotions and as you're trying to go on with life, it's just accumulating and the, the emotional distress is getting bigger instead of smaller. But if we can organize those things and know how to grieve, the first step in grieving is identifying it by itself, which we do not do. We start in our negative thoughts. We start with our anxiety. We focus on injustices. You know, we, you know, we're, uh, we don't address our spiritual conflict. We've got to keep those things separate and just allow ourselves to feel that pain, sit with it. It's not going to go away. But if you can confidently sit with it. And when I say confidently, I'm, I'm a mess. You can see my, my raw footage things. Um, I am a mess when I'm doing controlled grief. But that's okay. That's the real pain. And if we don't let that out, it's like a, a teapot or a soda can. Like if you're holding down a the lid of boiling water, you are going to explode or you are going to feel emotionally exhausted on the inside. So think, organize, choose. Make some choices to grieve, to practice controlled grief, but do it without bringing in your anxiety, injustices, addiction, um, spiritual conflict, addictions, and other things. So many um, people, and, and oftentimes, you know, never had a history of substance abuse, have something horrible like this happen. And it starts with one gla- glass of wine a night because I can't sleep. And then it turns into two and then three. And then it's kind of I'm keeping it a secret because I don't want anyone to know. That is its own category, and it's all mixed up with your grief right now. Let's get that organized. You know, personally, um, after Maya died, I, I had to make a rule for myself that I wouldn't drink alone because I knew, I knew that could easily happen. I could not sleep. She died in the middle of the night, and I missed it, and it's my fault. That's the negative talk. 
I knew that I needed to make rules for myself because anybody can slip into that. So controlled grief is about taking the time to just feel the pain, not all those other things I'm talking about. Those are dealt with differently and those you still have control over. You've lost your child. And nothing's going to bring that back. And you have to feel the pain. So, if you made it this far through the video, I'm sure you're a parent that have lost a child. Try to watch some of the other videos. I'm going to try to continue to do videos around this. Um, grief can be messy, but we can clean it up. We can organize it and we can choose life. And so um, take the time in the next couple days for controlled grief. But also remember do it at a time that you don't need to get yourself back together. So I usually do it in the evening or if I, if it's like an anniversary or something, um, you know, anniversary of their death, you know, their birthday, uh, a holiday, you know, if that is, you know, it's going to be a trigger for you instead of like trying to get through that day, take that whole day, your child You've lost your child and you deserve a whole day to cry about it more than once. So do this as frequently as you need to do, but remembering not to bring in the anxiety, not to bring in the negative thought, not to bring in those other areas. Just be sad and angry, whatever those feelings are that you lost your child. That's what controlled grief is. It's going to be hard, but you can do it. Leave some comments um, about your experience, comments about other things that you want me to share. Um, we can do this. We are actually on a journey together. Um, and I believe that you are mentally strong. If you got to the end of the video, you obviously enjoyed some of the content. I have a lot of free content out there. I am really trying to empower everyone to find their mental strength. So subscribe, get the actual notifications, and let's, it, let's embrace this journey of mental strength. See you there.